Hello and welcome to the Hiring Enablement Podcast. My name is Gavin Spears, CEO of Solutions Driven, a global recruiting partner that guarantees right first-time hiring. In today's episode, we're going to talk about elevating retention and experience through better hiring optimization. And I'm delighted to be joined by Ryan Yule. Ryan currently works for Plexus as the Global Director of TA, and Plexus is approximately a $4 billion organization with around 25,000 employees globally and rapidly growing within the EMS industry. Ryan has moved around a lot through his career in different HR functional roles, bringing him a breadth of HR knowledge, as well as always finding himself being pulled back to TA. He started off 18 years ago at a staffing firm, worked in a non-profit, worked in HR operations, and also at site-level HR management roles within manufacturing, and has been a TA leader at several multi-billion dollar companies, has been a director of Total Rewards, leading exec comp in Benz, but now back again to TA as the global leader of, of talent acquisition at Plexus. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Excellent. Thank you very much, Gavin. Excited to be here. Good. Excellent. Super. So, so I think we'll, we'll jump in. Um, you know, as I said at the start, today is really around, you know, how do we really focus on retention and also experience through optimizing the, the hiring process? And maybe my first area is around that exactly. So how do you think a finely tuned hiring process can not only enhance that experience, but also contribute to stronger retention? Yeah, great question. So in an ideal state, we have a match between the candidate and employer and all are happy and we want to stay. However, people, people's wants and needs are complex and ever-changing, and not all hiring leaders are equivalent, have equivalent abilities to assess talent and sell an organization. Hence, we need to have good hiring processes. And so really where, um, where I wanted to highlight today is uh, the candidates have a higher experience expectations and want more from a company and a cultural knowledge, more than ever. So within our hiring processes, we put a strong focus into the initial intake or strategy meeting between a recruiter and the hiring leader to ensure we're all heading in the right direction from the beginning. This, this meeting is not just a focus on wants and needs, but what, what we have to offer to candidates. So to highlight our hiring process a little bit more, uh, we built steps within to share what we offer as an organization and assess against critical areas we believe will add value to our culture. We, pr we prioritize our values and leadership behaviors and interview for leadership potential at all levels. Uh, a really good thing that we've helped to drive home this process is we actually have our hiring leaders uh, take a survey six months after that initial hire to assess themselves and really reflecting um, within that survey process, it highlights some of the key areas that we asked them to initially think about in that interview process, which was the values, the potential, and the skills needed. So this survey really helps reinforce our hiring practices and the importance on the hiring leader to, that they, the responsibilities that they have in that process. Excellent. Super. Good. And, and again, you know, great, great insight there. I mean, I, we, we, we work with many companies, but we don't know of many that are really doing that kind of retrospective from the hiring manager, pro, you know, perspective and really looking at, you know, how do they evaluate themselves? So, so really interesting. I think, you know, having worked with Plexus, you know, knowing that the organization is always looking for, you know, the, the future potential, I guess, you know, in, in, in the quest for, for retaining top talent, 
How do you think uh, an engaging candidate journey uh, and a good experience positively influences the, the employer brand? Well, yeah, um, we all know that a seamless process and engaging candidate experience can really help spread the word, but also mm -hmm. the flip side, a negative experience spreads ex exponentially faster. Yeah. So we focus on clear communication, efficiencies, a high say-do ratio, coupled with insightful information, what, what we can offer, and educating about the exceptions, <clears throat> the expectations um, of the job and the teams that we all work with. So within uh, a finely tuned hiring process, even kind of reflecting back on your initial question, talent acquisition members need to level set candidate expectations, educate uh, and verify some prior perceptions, a candidate mm -hmm. that they may have about our organizational brand, Yep. and build upon any positive feelings they may have, enhancing that candidate experience. So we hope that those positive feelings can carry throughout their decision to join our organization, but also through the course of their employment. We cannot have any false sales advertisements. Each organization has unique differentiators from various audiences that TA should know and educate to the candidates. A basic example uh, for for talent looking into manufacturing work, we offer very clean, safe, and a well-lit work environment that, that's relatively easy on the body. And we know it's a differentiator. We need to use it. Yep. It then needs to be affirmed by hiring leaders and interview panels. It gets a little squishy when talking about values. So there needs to be alignment on what we offer, which is usually linked to a company's mission and employee value proposition. Great, uh, good, good input. I mean, I think just on the employee value proposition, would you be able to share some insights into, you know, aligning the VP with the hiring process to really then make sure there is that good narrative for, you know, candidates, prospective hires, you know, to, to make sure they're feeling engaged through the process? Yeah, uh, most organizations may have an EVP statement or a philosophy, and too many are similar, and candidates don't connect or see any differences. Yeah. We also understand there are likely some cultural differences within a business unit or a country. So within our hiring process, we want our leaders to embrace the key themes, but also empower them to message how they interpret the value proposition and how they embrace and how they help support their teams in creating an inclusive culture. It's our job within HR to help provide them the guardrails to work within mm -hmm. and provide our key differentiators and how it links back to our strategy and mission. So for example, our mission, we help create the products that build a better world. Our EVP should be built on that foundation, and we encourage our leaders to translate the EVP into their own words and explain it with honesty and intent to connect to each person. And to close this out, you, you asked about the compelling, compelling narrative, ultimately boosts retention. It, it, it's fairly simple what we say. Uh, we need to back it. Yeah. If we're attracting the right talent that aligns with our organizational interests and adds value, we, we keep our others engaged and growing. Uh, yeah. As I mentioned, our, every organization can sell a narrative, and frankly, they're all very similar. You differentiate when you can connect to someone's wants and actually can back it. Super. Great. Um, what about from a workforce planning point of view? I mean, I know many of our customers are talking about strategic workforce planning, but in your experience, 
what does that do in terms of playing into how you optimize hiring practices? And again, how do you think that ties into the kind of wider um, you know, improvement of employee retention? Yeah, the, the short answer, if you don't manage your employment volatility, volatility and viewed as an unstable employer due to frequent layoffs, your brand is poor and yeah. it will directly affect your retention. Yeah. If, if you're known for layoffs, the, the talent you just hired will immediately be looking for another job anyways. So at Plexus, um, we're not an OEM uh, like most of the EMS industry. Our product name isn't on the end product. However, we do expect to be an extension of, of our customers. This creates headcount volatility, working around the ups and down demands of our customers that are ever changing. In addition, like all organizations, we manage the complex supply chains or our customers have supply chain issues, adding another layer of complexity within our workforce planning. So it's not only TA, but an organizational responsibility to manage the ups and downs of the labor demands, to minimize noise and employee reductions or employment shortages. Ultimately, workforce planning is critical to retention. We need our employment brand to be known as an unstable employer. As an organization, we have to constantly get better at our workforce planning in partnership with business development, finance, IT, HR, operations. It, it's, it's not a one-time fix, uh, but it's a continuous complex journey of using data and driving predictable analytics to minimize the drastic up and downs to be more leveled out and, and level out that headcount uh, demand line. Mm-hmm. And it's a real challenge. I mean, I think globally, but you know, in the sector that Plexus operates in, it's a it's a real challenge. So, what about if I mean, I guess you know, looking back, there is no doubt over the last two, three, four years, the the job market has changed, has evolved. But if if you look again in your experience, what innovative approaches from an HR and TA perspective are, are proving effective? But again, you know, in improvements to that retention, candidate experience, engagement, etc. Yeah. Um... So nothing earth shattering, but we've done a lot of different things to really help address retention. Um, one of the, the helpful, I guess, tips and, and tricks that I can share is we've had realistic job previews, which it might be videos or tours or different things that we've done to help educate candidates before they join the organization on what, we, um, what the work is gonna really look like. Um, even in some of our countries, we have pulled together uh, large groups, say 50 or more uh, potential candidates, yep. pull them in, give them the realistic job preview before they've even interviewed and give them the opportunity to self-select out before yep. even going through that process, adding efficiencies, but it's also really helped reduce our new hire turnover, which mm-hmm. is actually our, our leading cause of our turnover numbers, that yep. zero to 90 days. Yep. Um, we've also, um, to try to address some of those, um, not in all countries, but we've done some dexterity tests, um, which has proven mm-hmm. to increase retention because a lot of our production employees were quitting because they didn't understand some of the repetitive quick work required. Mm-hmm. Um, we've developed uh, branding strategies that align to targeted audiences while highlighting our key differentiators. To support, we've launched a revised career page geared to the, towards those personas. Um, we immediately observed a 60% increase in time spent on the pages, a 34% increase in click sessions and engagement, and increased traffic to our job pages. It's really helped us. 
um, having a focus on some of our key audiences. Um, Not new to employers, but what we're trying to drive is the cost of turnover. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the business, when, when we talk about uh, turnover rates, it doesn't always resonate. But if you can go up to a business unit leader and say, hey, conserv- conservatively, you've lost $2 million in turnover, that hits home. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and it's much more impactful, and there's real dollars lost in turnover. And so we've taken that approach. And another piece that we've done to drive home retention is that we've, we've started embedding retention goals by site. And those leader, we're linking that to our leaders' short-term incentive plans, so their annual bonus. And so there's skin in the game now. We have to be accountable for the retention within our organization. Yeah. So those are just a, a, a few um, highlights. Yeah, and some really good stuff. I mean, I think you're right. The cost of turnover, people people know it, but they don't really think it until those numbers are, are in front of them. And also, I really liked your your point on the real realistic job previews, you know, because I think if you're getting people in early and they're self-selecting out, then that's ultimately improving, you know, retention moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a good idea. So we're coming to a close. I mean, maybe my last area of focus was really around you know, through your HR and TA journey um, and, and for other HR and TA leaders listening, what would be your biggest learning? What would be, you know, advice you would share with, with other peers? Yeah, it, it's pretty basic uh, concept, yeah. but after inter- interviewing and engaging and working beside so many great leaders, I've learned that leadership is a privilege. As a leader, mm-hmm. we have the platform to engage, inspire, and share our knowledge we all have a value and we need to tap into that value and share it. Yeah. I, I guess I would also share a second nugget. I believe that learning doesn't stop and mm-hmm. we should all try to encourage, our gro- uh, encourage a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. As a TA leader, we need to keep a pulse on the business, the market, the data, the talent trends, because they're all changing rap- at a very rapid pace. And my advice is to always be learning, surround yourself, and the organization with great talent, be humble and embrace the ideas from others. Fantastic. Super. Um, really good insights, Ryan, you know, of, on a topic that I'm sure, you know, is important to many of the listeners, both retention and, and experience. So first of all, thanks to our listeners. You know, hope you've enjoyed the episode. If there's any other subjects that you would like me to discuss in future, please do let me know. But more importantly, in this session, thanks to Ryan for taking the time to, to be part of the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you.